Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com. It is August 29th. We have SmackDown Live to talk about. Of course, if you guys missed our Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor post show, you can check that out over at Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Of course, also the Holy Smokes MMA podcast that aired this afternoon. But we'll hop right into it. We have SmackDown Live to talk about. We're going to talk about some of the WWE injuries. We're going to talk a little May Young Classic. Today I am joined by Jeffrey Hawkins. Jeff, hi. Hi, how's it going? It's going pretty well. Pretty well. Also joined by recent birthday girl, Anna Bauert. Yes, hello. And happy Australian birthday to Sean Ross Sapp. Hey, we're getting there about a, a little oh. under two hours. Oh, wait. Anna has a birthday. Sean has a birthday. I'm, I'm left out. See, <laughs> see my, your birthday? my awesome shirt that Sean got me for my oh, birthday. My, mine's way back in April. I didn't get either of you gifts. I feel bad now. Yeah, so you should. You should feel bad. I got Anna that beautiful shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Gotta, There's still time, Jeff. Gotta There's keep the... Still- <laughs> Got to keep the actual talent on this show happy, Sean. I know how it is. <laughs> There's still two hours for you to get me something. And uh, since you're on the West Coast, I mean, technically, there's like, what, five hours? <laughs> I bought you a wedding gift. Be happy with that. <laughs> That's true. Good point. <laughs> Smackdown Live to talk about tonight. Gender Mahal came back or came out. Uh, the Gender Rusev team is back together for one night. They were an, a whopping 0-14 in tag matches together against at least two opponents. They won a, a handicap match against Big Gas. That doesn't count. We get a terrible gender promo. 
But Jeff, am I alone in loving everything that the Singh brothers did? I want them to be the heavyweight champ. I want them to take the belt off of Jinder and give the belt to the Singh brothers because those two are fantastic actors, I, I, wrestling actors in terms of, you know, they're playing big, which is fine, but their groveling was fantastic, I thought. Them demanding to kiss the, like, or requesting to kiss the feet of gender. And- That's such a Vince move. That is such a Vince move, too. You have to kiss a body part of his. Feet. And then JBL, JBL hit the, really? And then I thought he was going to be like, why would they do this? But no, he sold what they were doing. He's like, this is, <laughs> this is a great sign of respect and humility. It's like, you, you dumb son of a bitch. Come on. <laughs> Anna, if you let down 1.3 billion people, would you kiss somebody's feet to get off the hook? No, no. I mean, the the only saving grace from this is it wasn't his ass, and that's that's a step up for WWE. So, if this were ten years ago, it absolutely would have been his ass. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think I think this is more of a cultural kind of faux pas to Vince in some ways. In in terms of in terms of he thinks that's what they do over there. I mean, I could see him going, yes, that's what they do over in India. They kiss people's feet. Oh, okay. So that's what you guys do in America then to say sorry is kiss each other's asses? Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, I owe but, Sean a big pucker up right over. <laughs> we've just started, Jeff. Come on. Um, Byron gets it. He said. Happy birthday to me. Um, he said disrespected because he's a jerk. That's why. Byron gets it. I'm just like, my notes are work, blah, 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 because that's how much I am bored of this friggin' promo. Um, the Sing Brothers are just, I swear at one point they said we prostate ourselves, and I know that's not what they said, but then that's what I heard, and then that's where my mind went for the rest of the promo. Um, oh, and that's another thing. We have a development from just representing India to now representing all of Asia, so... Good. I, uh, when will this end? Nakamura comes out to beat them up. He gets jumped. He's saved by Orton. Rusev comes out. Jumped. We know the drill. Nothing special here. Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable. I want your verdict on their theme song, Anna. What do you think of it? It's so much better than Jason Jordan's, but doesn't take much. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, I think it was really cool, and they looked—they both looked genuinely excited to be doing this match. I feel bad for the Ascension because, like, surely there is room for more than just one demon in this company. But hey, um, I did see there was one point where Gable had tagged in Benjamin and was lining him up to do a tag move, and then Benjamin just kind of took over and started beating the shit out of the Ascension. Is that is that shades of thing to come, or am I just reading too much into it? Um, and the fact that Shelton Benjamin is 42, it blows my freaking mind, and that bump that Gable took just before the ad made me want to throw up a little bit. Um, but I really liked, I really liked this match. Jeff, I saw you cringe a little bit when I asked about the theme. Why is that? 
I didn't want you to ask me that question. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's a fine theme song. I just did, I, I just found it very generic, to be honest with you. Especially, <laughs> and it's like it's Gable and Shelton or whatever the text was on the Titan Drone. I was like, this is I, I, don't don't get attached to this team, kids. That's all it screamed to me <laughs> was. Well, not was, not a lot of effort is put into these Titan Trons these days. No, but uh, I, I'm with Anna here. I I, I thought. Uh, I thought it was more foreshadowing some of the stuff, unless the story was just all told in this match, which is another possibility I, I put out there because by the end of the match, they're hugging, you know, they're fist bumping each other. But at the beginning when Shelton comes in, he's basically shoving Gable out of the way to do moves. Um, yeah. Anna once again, missed Ascension's uh, <laughs> varied offense during the commercial break. Um, but yeah. And I, and I agree that that bump, I don't much like Biggie's dive to the apron to the outside. I don't want to see Gable doing that every week, please. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I liked the team for what it was. Two guys who can throw guys around. Um, I thought the Ascension are kind of perfect to be kind of the fall guy, the first fall guys for this team. Uh, but I think that this team, I mean, if they're going to continue the angle, it's going to last about as long as Y two AJ. I think. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I always hate this reach, but don't really reach spot in these tag matches. It yeah. was what I always say is a paint-by-numbers tag match. We did get some nice little offense from the Ascension during the commercial. Sorry, Anna. Benjamin and Gable win. Uh, the crowd was chanting for Shelton. That was awesome to hear. Yeah, there's Titantrons, very, very generic. Uh, I think people actually caught that for Enzo and Cass's, they used like some stock – some stock produced like video with customizable text that you could just like plug anything into. Anna, I have one question for you. Squandered. You knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that is my only note for the segment. <laughs> uh, uh, I was hoping I had that one cocked also. I was ready for it. <laughs> to me with that <laughs> so Anna uh, it happened again Baron Corbin's back to and he's a guy that says that he does bullet points if he does bullet points and he writes himself to do this it's really really weird he re-asked the question again and then cut a promo said he was going to answer the open challenge instead Ty Dillinger does and then he gets attacked and then Ty Dillinger attacks him and then Baron Corbin attacks him. And then Ty Dillinger attacks again. Ultimately, Ty Dillinger got this, this match. It's a quick back and forth United States Open uh, title match until AJ Styles got a quick submission. Like, damn, it sucks to see Ty Dillinger getting beat so quick. Jeff, against uh, perceived one of the best wrestlers in the world, I don't really mind it. Do you? I don't. Either because I never saw Ty Dillinger as having that high of a ceiling on the main roster. I the always ceiling was originally player coach in NXT. Yeah, th- this is what he was brought in. I mean, again, in my mind right now, I'm I'm viewing Alex Pawlowski's timeline where he is absolutely losing it because it's like let's take the guy who who people really like and make him lose to the guy that people think suck. I'm like. 
dude, do you understand what he was brought on this main yeah. roster to do? This is the position he was supposed to be in, is to put over the younger guys that they see something in versus versus the phony John Cena. The people decide who we want to choose. No, no, that doesn't happen in real life, John. Thanks for playing. Um, I, I had no problem with it either. I, I, you know, I thought it was a nice little short match between him and AJ. Um to go with maybe they'll get a longer one down the road maybe that this was an audition of sorts uh i don't expect that to happen but you know if they ever decide to change their mind they could go back to this as a as a point and go okay look at look at how much trouble he gave aj here maybe we can build something from it with a vignette or something but yeah no i I see uh baron corbin uh murder deathing uh ty dillinger in the next couple weeks Dillinger has been protected in the sense that they haven't had him on TV to lose a whole lot. He's been losing matches lately, though. Anna, what did you think of, of the Ty Dillinger incorporation here? A lot of weeks until the next SmackDown Live pay-per-view. Well, just back on um, Corbin's promos with the bullet points, if that is the case, then I feel like he may just be reading the bullet points and not elaborating. Um I didn't mind it so much because in a roundabout way, having having Corbin come out and interfere and beat up Dillinger before the match made, I mean, we knew he was going to lose, but made his loss more bearable because um, there was that excuse that, well, he did just get beaten up on the entrance. Um, and the whole Dillinger being squashed thing, Jeff's right, he was brought up when and you're right as well that they, he had no plans to bring him up. He looks good every time he gets out there, win or lose. I'm just grateful that he's getting a spot and there's just nothing else that you can really say about that. Maybe maybe they'll eventually come around to him and give him a bigger spot and give him a intercontinental title run or something like that. I don't know, but at least there's this. Um, though I feel like Corbin and Emma are case studies at this point of what happens when you piss off the head office because both have taken sudden turns into um, cray-cray. So, yeah. So we got AJ Styles. Looks like they're angling towards a Baron-Corbin match, maybe for Hell in a Cell. Is that what you think they're doing, Jeff? Yeah. Not in the cell. Fair though, enough. St- standard match. Yeah, sure. I think that could be, I'm sure it will be a good match. I'm sure anything that AJ Styles touches will be good. They're still taking shots at Baron, though. Like, we, we saw that later, but they're, and, and we'll, yeah. we'll get to no, it. I was, we'll, was going we'll to mention that. We can actually, we can, we can get to it now since uh, Ellsworth relieves Dasha Fuentes. Does a great job, much better job than Dasha did. Mm-hmm. Carmella blamed him for her not being able to cash in last week, and Ellsworth, I guess, sent her sympathy flowers. Natalia <laughs> shows up and says she will make Carmella the Baron Corbin of the women's division. That was out of left field. That was out of left field. That's making that TV because it makes no sense unless you know everything that's going on or I... – Actually, you know what? Let me take that back. Are you to assume that? Oh, because oh, never mind. We're reading too much into this, Jeff. Your connection is trash. It does make sense. I mean, she's implying that she will make her lose the briefcase that she won. But because we all know the bigger context to it, it 
was a very severe deep burn. Yeah, I mean, it's Baron Corbin has the image. I don't want to say that he's a loser, but the image of a loser after that set of situations. He lost his briefcase. He lost to John Cena. He couldn't even get a refereeing job done last week. Then this week, he got outsmarted by Jinder Mahal on his way to not getting a United States title shot. So I, I think that they have that there's enough to go on for for that burn to to really set in for really all fans, not just people who who are plugged into it at all times. Anna, do you think this is something like they're really? Do you think it's malicious on on behalf of WWE? It certainly seems intentional. Um. Yeah, it could be. I don't know if that's. I mean, maybe I'm I'm being too naive here. I don't think that's what um, Natty was going for when she said that. If that was a line written by someone else, then that was probably the angle they were going for. But it's kind of in line with what they do. I mean, look at the whole John Cena thing last night with Roman Reigns. That was a lot of that was very uncalled for. I thought um, it made for a great promo. Um, but it also didn't make for a logical promo with a lot of the stuff that Cena was saying because they did go so, so far off into shooting that, yeah, it, it made it something different than what it was supposed to be. We also had Jinder backstage trying to butter Rusev up, but Rusev wasn't having any of it. He says that he wants the WWE Championship, which... <laughs> When he points at the title, he touches the title. Gender like was very protective of it. He was like, "Mine, mine." <laughs> Anna, what are the odds we get a Rusev versus Gender Mahal world title match? If they let Rusev get that far, then yeah, sure. Uh, I still don't know what they're doing with him or what their their read of him is backstage. It. Uh, they, it's like they know that he's a good worker and that they can do something with him, but there's still something they're holding on to that isn't quite letting that happen yet. But Rusev is the American hero that WWE needs right now, so I just don't <laughs> get it. Jeff, your thoughts? I think Rusev looks great right now with the haircut, and he looks like he's lost about 20 pounds. Um, in terms of getting a world title shot, I was for it back when we thought it was going to be a three-way with Randy Orton. So, you know what? The more, I mean, number one, he's naturally funny. Number two, he's handsome Rusev. We should all refer to him as that, as, mm-hmm. as we recall. Um, but he's one of my favorite people on the roster. Um, and and I hope this doghouse phase ends sooner rather than later. Yeah, me too, man. It's just... We don't. He's too talented to let this this keep going. He's too talented to just kind of waste him. It's 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 unnecessary, honestly. And he seemed like the Baron kind Corbin's of guy. Gonna, yeah. He seemed like the kind yeah. of guy that Vincent Mann would absolutely love to have until he wasn't the shiny new toy anymore. Yeah, it's Baron sad. Corbin's getting the push he should. Yeah. And maybe he's not anymore. I don't know, but it's still, it's the push that Rusev should be getting. Even this this mm-hmm. reduced push is one that he should be getting. Later on, Dolph Ziggler's backstage and says, Little Rock isn't getting anything tonight. He bitches about more gimmicks and says maybe he should be a superhero. 
named Zigman. Jeff, I get the feeling you didn't enjoy this. My God, it's been a week for self-aware promos. And this one is is even this is this is worse than anything on, on that Roman Reigns John Cena thing because it's just it's not gonna make people care about him. It, it's it's been Dolph's kind of gimmick, his last three rebirths in terms of screaming about never getting a chance. Um this is remarkably terrible in that it's commenting on other people's gimmicks, which brings them down with no retribution. I think he brought up the, the drifter and, and I think Finn Balor's body paint came up and, and Bobby Roode came up. All, all it does is make them look bad in a way because, because he's giving this meta commentary. It, it's just a terrible, terrible gimmick all the way around. Anna, I'm sure I feel like you're in the same boat. Like this doll thing, this has always been his deal. Maybe I shouldn't have said that I, I feel that you feel the same way, but it's always been his gimmick. It's always been his thing is that he's underappreciated. It's really not any different. He's just a little more animated about it now. It's there's always that one kid at acting school that no one wants to be paired with because it's always woe is me. I try so hard. No one can see my worth, my talent. And it's like, dude, take a look on the inside. It's you that is holding you back because you have your head so far up your ass that you can't actually see. It's up to you to take it and run with it and stop waiting for shit to be handed to you. His character is just, it's the same promo. It's been the same promo for at least the last two years. And watching this now, I'm just like, yes, get off my screen. Come up with something else and come back. But this is just not working. And I I don't care what you actually come up with next week unless you do have an item of clothing from every single person's gimmick. Even then, like, just show me a picture and then move on. I think he should should brainstorm with uh, Jericho. And go. How can I re? How can I repackage myself like you always did every time you came off TV and then came back with something new? If he needs to start start watching movies to get ideas, he should. <laughs> Next up, Bobby Roode defeated Mike Kanellis with Maria. What a fall from grace since that debut, Mike Kanellis. Like they just abandoned everything, and, and to a degree, I feel for the guy because he's he's kind of put his issues out there recently. But uh, my, my initial note was, I'm glad to see Root as a face, but I can't say I'm happy to see Mike's face. Uh, it didn't seem like the crowd was too happy to see Root initially. There was not a big reaction at all in Little Rock to his to Root's entrance. That changed throughout the match. Like uh, his glorious pose got a big reaction. His finish got a big reaction. He's doing pretty well as a babyface, Jeff. I'm still not sure he's a babyface because he 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 kind of went to go slap hands with the audience and then pulled back. That's not a babyface move. I mean, I I understand he he's being put up against the these heel mid carters, but it's still not coming off as being a babyface to me in some ways. I hope I'm wrong on that. I hope I hope this turns around somehow. Um, as for Mike Kanellis, uh, 
you also have to remember they really didn't really want Mike Canellis, to be honest. They wanted Maria, and they've done nothing with Maria either during this whole thing, probably because they didn't see anything in Mike. So they didn't. So you now have two talents who aren't really doing all that much. I don't see them being long for this roster being at that cost of two performers. I could see them cutting one and keeping the other. Anna, what what says you? Do you think that you think this Bobby Roo babyface thing is going to continue? I'm really loving what he's doing here. He's just you can tell he's enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. And there's just little things like, you know, he's he's up on the turnbuckle going, um, yeah, the like Glorious comes up on the Titan Tron, he's like, That's me. And then he's in Canellis's face, like, that's glorious. I'm glorious. He's just so super hyped about his own shtick um and it's just really endearing to watch and i think the key to all of this is because he is having such a fun time but also the fact that i think it's still you know he's on the main roster and like we said last week you could see it on his face and it's still there i think in terms of mike canellis is there a chance that because they have come public with his issues recently is that why they've cooled him down a little bit in terms of using him on the main roster so far? I don't know. I need to ask that, actually. I thought he did really good in this match, actually. He yeah. Did, he Can... did very well. In a note I had on Rude, I love the blockbuster that he uses, which is a little different than a normal one. He doesn't necessarily flip all the way over. He kind of glides and swings his body a little bit to the side, and I think I thought it looked really cool. All in all, I thought both of these guys did their their jobs extremely well. Yeah, I want to. I want to two things real quick because uh, I brought this up on Twitter. I won't read too much into the Little Rock um, audience reaction just yet. This is just week two of Bobby Roode. Little Rock isn't Brooklyn and full of fans who follow NXT voraciously necessarily. I mean, the SmackDown audiences and even the Raw audiences we've seen they need to be conditioned a little bit. Over a couple of weeks, the same thing happened to Enzo and Cass on week two. And then by week three, they were in another big city, which knew the deal and gave them a rock star thing. I wouldn't quite say that it's been disappointing just yet. Um, I don't know what Mike Canales' issues are. Can someone inform me of that? Uh, he admitted that he had some substance abuse issues in the past. Okay, cool. I, yes. I hadn't read that, so I wasn't aware of what we were talking about there. Also, fair point on Rude, but as I mentioned, I love the job that both guys did in this. Love the job that Aiden English and Kevin Owens did initially <laughs> here. Uh, Aiden English is in the ring singing, and Kevin Owens politely asks him to leave, in which Aiden English says, okay, because I like you. This is like when you see a Twitter argument, and both people are like, I disagree, but I understand your point. Good day, sir. It doesn't happen very often. But this did, and I liked it a lot. Uh, Owens isn't happy about the referee situation. Shane McMahon comes down, makes Owens get out of the ring, and English back into it. Anna, what, what do you think of the interaction between English and Owens? Um, initially, I was thought I seriously thought that's all we were going to get for English this week. And I was like, well, at least they got him on TV. Um, KO is a better actor than most actors I know. He is just... He's phenomenal, and I love the fact that he brought up the Universal Championship win this time last year, and he brought it up on Twitter as well. And he's 
he has so much passion and rage going on that I will buy every single second of it. And I, mean, I will never get tired of Shane O'Mac's music hitting. But initially when I heard that it was going to be Shane versus KO, I was slightly dubious, not as much as I was with AJ and him. But now I am just completely on board with this. They both sold it to me. The match itself was Aiden English, Sami Zayn. It's an unofficial match. It did not exist, as it turns out. A good match between the two, but Owens is the story. He's not pleased with the job the ref's doing. He complains about the ref last week and the ref tonight. Steals the shirt, throws it on. The ref is baffled. Baffled. A pop-up powerbomb and a quick count on Sami Zayn. This could be a fun way to fill six or seven weeks, Jeff. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I thought I was so happy that Aiden English didn't come back and attack Kevin Owens and just make Kevin Owens the heel that everybody hates. I, I, I'm happy about that. Um, there is no better running gag for three years or so than Kevin Owens' disdain for Byron Saxton. Yes. That is just every time. It's, it, 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 he doesn't even need to be introduced on commentary. He's already screaming at Byron Saxton. <laughs> Saxton just has this look of defeat. Like, I can't win with this guy. <laughs> and it, it's really Byron's best work ever because whenever he gets excited, it sounds too put upon. But him getting berated by Kevin Owens is, is, is a thing of majestic beauty. Um <laughs> I, I I didn't mind uh, the Danny Davis heel ref shtick. I, I I really liked that as well. Um, they had to find a referee who had a shirt that fit. I, I appreciate the uh, yes. the attention to detail. That was uh, that was good enough for us chubby guys. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> let's bring up uh, a, a a talking point that probably wouldn't normally be talked about in English's theme song. <laughs> My God, what is this thing? What is what is this monstrosity that has been foisted upon humanity right now? Because I'm not sure if it's great or the worst thing I've ever heard. That, that I, seems to be the case with virtually every new theme song that hits these days. <laughs> Kyrie Sane's theme is how you do a classical theme. This was not it. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> oh, so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Owens does the quick count. (laughs) Shane McMahon backstage says, that match doesn't count. Doesn't count. Wipe it from the record books. To which I say, man, poor Aiden English, because he's been on a bit of a roll lately. He beat, I think, Ty Dillinger. I think he beat Randy Orton by DQ or count out or something. And then Sami Zayn, and he had this one taken from him. One thing I really, really love about Kevin Owens' character is there is at least some semblance of continuity between him referencing his his old title wins to hating Byron Saxton to Sami Zayn and their up-and-down relationship. Like, the fact that last week 
I thought it was a really good accent to their relationship on screen that Kevin Owens was like, damn, this is the guy that I can trust the most on this entire roster. Even though I power bombed him into the side of a ring the first night I came to work. Like, I think that's just phenomenal. I think that added to the the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn saga as well. That little touch, I think, adds so much. And then Kevin Owens being so willing to do this. And I would love it if in the future Kevin Owens goes, yeah, some friend you are, at least I ref your match. Like, just, <laughs> I, just, you know what? That's going to happen. That's going to happen next week, I guarantee you. I, I hope so. Because Kevin Owens is so good at those little things. And as I always like to mention, in his second language, he gets it so much in his second language. Damn. Impressive. <laughs> Can I just say that, like, Shano discounting this match because KO stepped in as ref, that's exactly what he did last week. Yeah, just, that's <laughs> true. It's true. He didn't hit Can I, Owen to the pop-up powerbomb, though. Well, I guess. Did, did I miss did something it. in this promo? Did, did, did Shane basically say, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the parking lot so that Kevin Owens doesn't find me? Was that it, or was it just Kevin Owens is leaving, so I'm going to leave too? I, I didn't quite get. I didn't have time to rewind and rewatch. I it. think I think it was uh, Kevin Owens had left. I believe. Okay. The fashion files happened. My favorite line on any fashion files episode ever is: "This is a title. No, <laughs> it's a belt." I loved it. Anna, the return of the fashion files. Yep. And um, it was essentially their version of Police Academy. And <laughs> I couldn't breathe for, for a few seconds there because I was so excited. Um, the only thing that I wish that they did with the black light, and this is probably too far for WWE programming oh, at the no. moment, if he had shown the black light on his pants... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I wanted, but this was perfect otherwise. It was an ectoplasm. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think about the return and really the long term plan, maybe with doing fashion files? I think they're just going to make them personalities and not wrestlers for the most part. And you know what? The, there's nothing quite wrong with that. I mean, the, the, these segments are are magic every time they come up. Uh, now, now, see, you mentioned Police Academy, and all I want, I want Steve Gutenberg and Michael Winslow to show up. I, I do. I, you know, I, I loved, I loved everything about the cheesy opening sequence with the stock footage combined with the with the live to tape Fandango and breeze and better breeze scenes, and then you just like a random helicopter flying in the sky, much like the eighties. Um, shout out to that board. Cause it was once again, genius of all the, uh, alliteration. There was a couple yes. I had to think about. I was like, why is ba- Marcus Bagwell? Oh, buff Bagwell. Oh, Bagwell. Got it. Black Bart getting some time. Uh, others like, let's see, Barbara Bush, Blake or B- Blake, Bo Beverly and Bob Barker, I think was on there too. Uh, that, that board is always fantastic. I, I love it. But yes, the, 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 the belt title line was, uh, was I got to find out who highlight. puts these boards together. Cause they're very, very good. They're very good. Can I make a request to the general internet public? Can someone please reach out to 
Bobcat Goldthwait and ask him to please be a part of the next Fashion Files. <laughs> For those of you who don't know him, he's Zed in Police Academy. Just YouTube it. It it will be my birthday present for the next 20 years. That's that's. Well, you all are going to be sad to hear this. Tried to watch Police Academy a few weeks ago. Didn't make it very long. How dare you, sir? I, I watched three over the weekend. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a Police Academy connection. There's there's a, the Dish commercial uh, uh, that's running for college football season on here. Has Tim Kazarinski on it, who played uh, Sweet Chuck on uh, in Police Academy Two, I believe, and on. Next up, the Usos versus the New Day. Winner picks the stipulation. Xavier Woods was out with a walking cast on and a sign that says it's sore. While he's out, I really hope he becomes the Lodi of this group and has signs and stuff that he just brings out. (laughs) The match, most of it happens during a commercial. Kofi pulls out a dragon sleeper. The Usos win. There wasn't a lot to this match, but this begs the question, Anna, what will the stipulation be? I'm going to think maybe maybe they pull out an Uso penitentiary match. That's their version of the Asylum match, I'm guessing. Maybe. Or it's Asylum match versus a, oh, integrated with a Punjabi prison. Yeah. Um, first, I'd just like to apologize for yelling at that last, that, that last thing. I got really excited about Police Academy. Um, <laughs> but the only thing that I really took away from this was – I really wish they didn't make the left the refs look so dumb. It's it's one thing if you know, just just give them something. I think it's in the next match where Rusev is arguing with the ref and Mahal has his foot up against Orton's throat, and something happened in this match as well. And like, just at least let them see something out of the corner of their eye, and then the heels can stop. But at this point, they just look stupid. And then the Usos win by holding Kofi's tights, which, again, makes them look even stupider. It's – I get they're there for a reason, but at least give them some credibility. Jeff, what kind of stipulation do you think we're getting out of this? Well, next uh, next pay-per-view is uh, Hell in a Cell. I think it's Uso Penitentiary. I think it's Hell in a Cell. I think we're getting a tag team Hell in a Cell match between these two teams. Interesting. I could go for that. Just Anna saying Uso Penitentiary made made the two things connect to me. I I originally thought it was going to be something like a Tornado tag match or something like that, but I I think Hell in a Cell is a good call for these two because they've been trading wins and it's been getting a little bit heated. I think that's that's the good one to go with. Um, Yeah, no, I'm also uh, like you. I'm more pro sign. I want more signs from the New Day because their best their best gimmick ever was when they did the first time when they did the, uh, I think uh, Kofi was Father of the Year when they're they're feuding with the prime time players and they came out and they that was the first time I think Kofi did that little Lord Fauntleroy skip of his or Bonnie Prince Charlie skip whatever the heck it is and all that stuff. So I mean, yeah, no more 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 clever signs from talent, please, because the audience isn't doing well on it. I'm a big fan of Biggie showering audience members with bootios as well. Are you? That Are does, you? does not get old at all. Um, I'll tell you what does get old. Uh, watching Tamina, because I was concerned for this jobber, and she's going to have rope burn all across her grill tomorrow. Did you all catch how Tamina threw this poor girl out of the ring? Yeah, and then she kind of had to slide herself out afterwards. Uh, ow. 
Lana's with Tamina. Tamina killed a jobber. Jeff, any thoughts? Was this Sarah Stock? I know it was announced as Sarah Stock, but was this uh, the artist formerly known as Sarita on TNA, who's now no. a tra- now no. a trainer? I didn't think so. It looked too young, but I was just kind of keeping one eye on the whole thing. Um, I'm not a fan of the gimmick, to be honest with you. But yeah, no, I think they announced her as Sarah Stock, but that wasn't the real Sarah Stock. Which, you know, they always do those little in jokes. But uh, yeah, yeah, Tamina killed this girl, mm. and uh, and and I didn't feel good about it. <laughs> Annie, you got anything? This was the only women's match tonight. And it's just like there there was no love for Tamina at all when Lana introduced her. There's it's like this really weird, screwed up version of Clueless, and I hate it. And now Alina is attempting her own Titus brand here with Tamina. And this I guess they kind of jumped on this bandwagon and have to keep going, but Lana is now manager again, but for Tamina, when Rusev is same brand, right there could actually use it and do something with her as manager. It just does my head in a bit, to be honest. I just don't want to hear Lana screaming on the microphone because it makes me angry. Then I'm going to end up killing a jobber and it's going to be terrible. <laughs> Stop talking about that. Crush! <laughs> Just I will say I liked it a lot more than the main event. Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Rusev and Jinder Mahal. Randy Orton loves to brawl in his sleeveless hoodie. Like, that's his favorite thing to do. Uh, this goes to a commercial really early. Can't remember the last time, if ever, I've seen Orton do a fallaway slam. And then right after that, Nakamura hit a sad-looking, like, running single-leg drop kick. It was bad-looking. Uh, I was fearing for Rusev's life as Nakamura set up for that back suplex that he does. I was like, no, not you. Please don't. Please don't. (laughs) Jinder and Orton screw up a DDT spot. What do you think happened there, Jeff? (laughs) Really? You're going to ask? I think Jinder's bad. That's what I think. Um, (laughs) I I mean, and also, honestly, I only had like one eye on this match the entire time because as soon as they announced – Orton versus Shinsuke. I knew the ending was Shinsuke gets the pin, then gets RKO'd at the end. That, that I knew that was going to happen. But uh, what happened? Gee, I don't know. It must be that that Orton missed something on the landing. No, Jinder Mahal screws up moves because he's still learning how to be a main eventer. He's been wrestling for like fifteen years, but he's still learning how to be a main eventer. He may have ended on NXT. He worked this style before. I'm just trying to see the good in this because I just don't want to keep saying he's terrible. He is. He just isn't good. You can be a good – like, you know, we're not taking shots at the person when we say this. It's just how it comes across on TV, and it ain't good. It's not been good. It's never been good. From the first moment that they made this happen, it wasn't good. Wasn't good. the The best thing he's done this year is make Rob Gronkowski look like he could beat somebody up in a pro wrestling ring. He did that pretty damn well. I'll give him credit there. Uh, Nakamura gets the win, gets RKO'd. Anna, did you see this one coming as much as uh, Jeffrey did? Yeah, but hey, at least <laughs> at least out of this. <laughs> wow, you morphed into me real quick right there. My God. <laughs> Out of this, at least, you know, instead of 
like Randy Orton doing that pose at the end. I thought, wow, this is a cool party game for kids. Instead of musical statues, it's musical Orton. Um, look, the good thing out of this is the Singh brothers have learned to run away from Randy Orton. Hopefully that doesn't yeah. mean that they're running out of lives, um, but they're learning. And at this point, Rusev is looking like a face to me because he is trying so damn hard and just constantly being shat on by everything and everyone. And it breaks my heart. Any kind of flying kick by Rusev is always impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. That was SmackDown Live, but we do have some SmackDown related news that someone requested that we covered. Sid Vicious had an interview. Oh, no. He said, he said, I see people like Kevin Owens and this Yakamura guy and other people like this. I see that and I'm going, business has got to be bad. Or they're at a point where they don't care. That's the only thing I know. And then he uh, talked about Roman Reigns. He says, I think he's one of the better talents they've got. He looks credible. He looks good. He's got a good energy. If we're going to compare him to anybody, let's compare him to the fat guy in a T-shirt Owens. I think he's light years ahead of that guy. Now, I'll say this. I'm a fan of Roman Reigns' work. like him in about almost everything he's done since February. I think he's good. This is very... I don't want to say it's old school thinking, although it is. It's very 90s thinking. Like, that's the new old school now, is that if you're wearing a T-shirt, you suck really bad. Not always the case. Jeff, you're a little more old school than 90s. What's your take? Mm. I think Sid couldn't ever talk, so he should be lucky for the pass, for the pushes he ever got, because the only pushes he got were because he was tall and menacing. And yeah, he looked good. He looked badass. Don't get me wrong, but I just recently watched Bash 89, and that tag match with the skyscrapers where he and Spivey are up against the dynamic dudes, Sid is absolutely dreadful in that match. So, yeah. so let's, let's, I mean, look, I, I admire Sid's presence. I always was impressed by that. But to say, okay, he's a guy who wrestles in a t-shirt. Do you think, I mean, look, when, when, when I was growing up, the credibility was, do you think if you met him in a bar, he'd kick your butt? And, and you know, it was guys like Harley Race and Dick Slater and Dick Murdoch, and they were these, they were these grizzled guys, sometimes with a beer belly, but you knew they were tough. Now what the credibility is, is can you talk? I, I, you know what? Roman Reigns looks like a pro wrestler to me, but he can't talk. So mm. I don't, I don't buy him. I, I buy any push he gets as being corporate. And I think that's the bridge between eighties and today. And, and you're exactly right. The nineties, it was, it, it was all about the spectacle of how tall you were, how you looked in a, how you looked in a swimsuit, how you looked in a costume like diesel, it was all the, the the Vince McMahon spectacle type of thing. It, did you look the part rather than did you have the toughness credibility for the part? Nowadays, we, we know what real fighters look like. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, really all we had to go on were Olympic wrestlers and boxers and some people like that. But at the high, high levels of MMA, we see that not every MMA fighter looks the same. There's some tall ones, skinny ones, fat ones. It's just how it is. I don't think Sid's picked up on that. I, I think the new generation has, though. Anna? 
and oh, I'm uh, sorry. Let, I thought... let me finish real quick, and I'll, and I'll let Anna go. go. Um, I, I don't even think that's that's the new thing today. I think the thing today is can you tell a compelling story in the ring and and, yeah. and outside of the ring, and can you talk a little bit? That that's that's all you need. And and you know, as you see on the indies, guys like Osprey and Ricochet, who aren't the best promos in the world necessarily. I mean, they they put on compelling the Young Bucks. I mean, they put on these compelling matches, and they have some personality. That's all you really need now to quote unquote get over. Arn Anderson didn't look like okay. like a credible badass. He looked like a dude you would run into at the grocery store. And Sid had to pick up a pair of scissors to beat him up. So, hmm. Hmm. I, I loved Sid's presence as well. Uh, I loved – he may have introduced the fist bump. He may be responsible for that. <laughs> and uh, kudos to him for that. Anna, any thoughts to add on that one? The only way that any industry can survive is by staying relevant and times have changed. Um, And the problem with WWE at the moment is when they don't acknowledge that times have changed and they try the same boring, not boring, but it's tired um, stuff over and over again. It's, I just, it bewilders me that someone of someone like him can come out and say this stuff. I understand it. But at the same time, like, own the fact that your contribution to this industry spawned a whole bunch of a new generation who wanted to give this thing a go. And just because they don't look a certain way, but they have the talent and the work ethic to do it, that you are then going to shit on them for that? Like, dude, shut up. Like, it, the fact that they have to work that much harder to get to WWE, to get on the main roster and not look like that, that speaks volumes. And the fact that someone got a role, I mean, it happens in acting all the time. You get a role because you have big boobs or you look pretty, but you can't do shit. I'm sorry, but just get over it. <laughs> Talent is finally winning out. It's not all the time, but it's starting to, and that should be celebrated. Last weekend at Triple Mania, there was quite the controversy. Rosemary got shot on. By Sexy Star. Sexy Star held on an arm bar. Uh, the production was really bad. I couldn't really tell initially if it were, was a work, if it was a good arm bar, bad arm bar. I think this is inexcusable. Also, in my opinion, though, you got to know how to get out of that type of stuff. Every single person who wrestles should be taking some sort of grappling class, figuring that out. But that's as a, that's like you using that should be like a worst case scenario. This was a worst case scenario. But this shouldn't be happening in the ring. Anna, what did you think when you heard about that situation? I thought it was stupid as hell. She did it in a live taping. like It was on camera in front of a bunch of people. Like she could get away with that. At the same time, we have seen, to a lesser degree, people in ring slightly shooting on each other. She's got constant heat, too. She's got ego problems. Yeah. Sexy Star does. It's, she, yeah, she, the backlash is well deserved because that's just bullshit. But at the same time, then there should be some kind of criticism for other people who are taking liberties in the ring. Jeff, what do you think? I am not that high on sexy star to begin with. Um, This wouldn't have happened anywhere else but Mexico. where she'd be protected. Um, I think this wasn't Rosemary's fault. This was the fault of, uh, because I watched the match, 
uh, it appeared that Lady Shani and and Sexy Star got into it, and it looks like Rosemary basically took the brunt of Sexy Star's frustration with the other. I mean, and the fourth person that matches uh, Ayako Hamada, who is one of my favorites. Um, I never really cared for Sexy Star all that much in Lucha Underground to begin with, so this just lowers her my opinion of her even more. I've heard about the attitude problems, um, but you know what? Let 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 let's uh, let's take something with a grain of salt here. They turned that whole Taya Valkyrie thing into an angle between Vampiro and Morrison mm. to do biz- business down there. Yep. I would not be shocked if this is just an elaborate ruse. Wouldn't be either. Wouldn't be either. Uh, <laughs> I did see that like Wrestle Cade or somebody removed Sexy Star from a booking and replaced her with Rosemary, which if it is a shoot, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Uh, May Young Classic. Now, without giving away spoilers, Jeff, have you seen it? I'm uh, two episodes in. First episode was easily my favorite. Uh, Love that was really good stuff. Loved the uh, Abby Lath. Is that what they're calling Kimberly there? And and uh, and and Alpha Female slash uh, was it Jazzy Gabbert uh, match? See, I, I didn't <laughs> see what everybody else saw in her. I but I liked the story of the match. I liked that. I I, I agree with you in in that in that realm. I think I think the uh, six woman that comes up later is where everybody sees something in in Jazzy. But I, I liked I really liked the story of this match of the David and Goliath thing and the show of respect after. I, I thought that was really good. Anne, have you been able to check any of it out yet? Yeah, I've I binged I binged last night. I binge while while working out because um, that seems to <laughs> fire me up. I just I wish I had something like this when I was younger. I really do because I feel like things would be very different. Are you kidding? You had Wrestlelicious. <clears throat> I'm shocked that you don't know what that is, and you should never know what that is. It's it's. That that speaks volumes right there. It, it was a poor like what? How many years ago was it, Jeff? Like maybe eight nine years ago. A oh, poor yeah. attempt to recreate Glow by that yeah, guy who won the lottery. Yeah, and I think Jimmy Hart was involved in it too. Um, yeah, they had him do the music for it. I, oh, it was I like, terrible. You know what? I know that Vince doesn't like doing tournaments, but man, the presentation on this is so good. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they established they established some personalities very early on. Um, I liked on the bracketology that uh, that Mercedes Martinez alluded to trifecta, which is possibly my favorite stable in women's wrestling or in any wrestling right now. I really like her, Shayna, and uh, Nicole Savoy. I think they are just awesome together. Um, you know, look, is it perfect? No. Are, are the matches kind of spotty? Yes. At times, because there are people who haven't had a lot to do, but, uh, or a lot of training and some of there, there are people like Marty Bell who've been wrestling nine years and their match was so bad. It got changed in the middle of the match. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that, that's the one real clunker I've real, I've seen is that, that Rachel Evers, Marty Bell match, but like, uh, there were none nearly as bad as that. None. That one was like, I was, I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed with like Seda, who I who was uh, she was a uh, fitness model out here in L.A. before getting signed by the Performance Center. I think she reported in January, and that was her first match with Mercedes Martinez or uh, Shayna Baszler. 
and that was pretty good. I mean, I, you know, there there's some personalities here, and there's some where they just say, "Here's the gimmick. Here's a couple of clips of them in uh, backlit uh, <laughs> things doing poses." But uh, but but there's some potential here. I mean, this is a lot like the first round of the cruiserweight classic, and and there's nothing wrong with that. They do tournaments real well, and even though they hate tournaments in the WWE. I thought for sure Ripley was like six feet tall, but her opponent was like five. So mm, that was yeah. that disparity like made that really cool. There were there was a lot that I liked. Like of course I loved Kyrie. Uh Dakota was good. Um Tony Storm, Shayna, Shayna Baszler is insane. I am in awe of that woman. <laughs> pretty cool. The, pretty the cool. Mercedes Martinez match as well. I think she's she's fantastic. Uh, next week, I'll elaborate a little bit more. I didn't want to go into spoilers today because I know that there are a lot of people who still haven't had time to watch it, but we'll talk more about who won in the first round next week at the end of the show. By the way, guys, dropping this one on you all right now. Uh, we will go live after the finals, so if one of these two can't make it, whatever. But we're going live after the wow. finals next week. When or not next week, in a couple of weeks. The 12th, September 12th. There you go. Mark it on your calendars, guys. September 12th after the May Young Classic live finals. No SmackDown show right after. Instead, we'll cover SmackDown and the May Young Classic. Uh, I don't know the format yet. Maybe I'll cover the May Young Classic right out of the gate. Maybe not. Maybe we'll cover SmackDown first. Either way, we're doing that. Jeff, what's your week Mm -hmm. looking like? I'm going to finish up this May Young Classic uh, tomorrow probably because I, I I really – I do like women's wrestling quite a bit, and I, I'm enjoying the personalities on this. Uh, shake Them Ropes this week. It's going to be uh, – it, it's a Rob getaway show because he's heading off to uh, his honeymoon next week. So we're going to go over oh. Raw and SmackDown and Glow, and uh, perhaps he'll be engaged, perhaps not. It's funny either way. <laughs> Lately, Rob's just been on a roll, and he'll probably tell me about my sitcoms this week <laughs> i'm going on my year late honeymoon in uh two weeks actually we're heading to orlando anna what's up with you um most ridiculous of the SummerSlam special is up online as is the glow audition tape so just go to my twitter page to find out also wwe have started uh hurricane Harvey Relief Fund, and I would employ you all to check that out and donate. I cannot wrap my head around the pictures that I've seen of of that place. It's um, not good. Well, your IMDb says you're filming like 17 different things right now. So, Oh, yeah, because that's, yeah. They need to keep that updated. I sent that to you, and you're like, I just got done with those. So Yeah, I filmed them like last year. No, they're post. They're, they're coming out next year. You can check me out on the list and your boy tomorrow at three. We're going to talk all kinds of stuff. The only podcast with an eccentric millionaire and the guy he picked to run a wrestling website. Hot diggity damn. Lots of uh, MMA exclusives up on Fightful.com this week. We got more articles from Jason Kincaid coming. Added uh, some new visual things like uh, putting our events and exclusives on the main page. Go check that out. Follow us at Fightful Online, cross-platform, guys. Thank you so much for the support. Till next time, we're out. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.